My govanen melunin, and thanks for tuning in to Speak, Friend, and Enter Deep Lore. This is where I take the dense and poetic stories from the Silmarillion and do my best to make them accessible to nerds and non-nerds alike. I'm Leah, and I read the books so you don't have to. This episode, we have a guest! My lovely sister Audrey is going to turn the tables on me and ask me some questions about parts of previous Deep Lore episodes that I didn't make totally clear, so we're clarifying my clarifications. Let's jump right in. Please forgive any mispronunciations because it's been a bit since I've listened, and so now all of this stuff is just written down, so Got it. I'm gonna sound like a fool, but I'm gonna do this anyway. So the first question is, we only talk about the creation of elves and men. How do the other races come about? Well, we talked about the creation of the race of dwarves, as well as the race of Ents, in a very recent Deep Lore episode called Of Aule and Yavanna. The short answer is that Aule, who is the craftsman Vala, creates the dwarves. Mm. That's the shortest version there is. <laughs> I think I was most curious about hobbits because we... We've like mentioned a few here and there, but I feel like hobbits always just get left out of that narrative. Uh, the creation of hobbits is a total mystery. Really? There's no concrete information about it. Tolkien never bothered to write down the what creation. The fuck? <laughs> he made his main character a hobbit. I know. How did he come to be? I know. It seems like a, an enormous oversight. Uh, Two popular fan theories are that they were created either by Yavanna, the giver of fruits, mm-hmm. or by your friend and mine, Tom Bombadil. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and there's just so much I don't know about that. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Yeah, there was another, uh, I think from a different deep lore, there was like a, you describe them as somebody who loves things that grow. Yeah. That is, is Yavanna. That? that is Yavanna. Yes. Okay, so that's why I thought... That would be... Yeah, it makes sense to me that she would do such a thing. Uh, But as we talked about in the Deep Lore episode where Aule creates the dwarves, they are not allowed to create sentient beings. And not only are they not allowed, they don't have the capability. The Valar and Maiar. The only reason that the dwarves are sentient and are separate from Aule's mind is that Eru had compassion for Aule's desire to create living beings. But also because Aule was humble enough that he was willing to destroy his creation when he realized what a dick move he had done. Yeah. All right. So Arda is Middle Earth. It seems to be used interchangeably. Uh, Close. Arda is the whole world. So if Arda is a big circle, then Middle Earth and Valinor are two circles inside that one that do not intersect. Valinor and Middle-earth are both inside Arda. And Mm -hmm. uh, consider Valinor and Middle-earth just like separate continents, at least in the early days of the world. But Middle-earth is a planet, right? Let me just... Uh, I would call Arda the planet. And Middle-earth is a region on the planet. (laughs) I'm going to get this one day. (laughs) The way that I use those terms which is i guess the most helpful way to think about it because Mm. you are all hostages to me (laughs) and how i think about things uh is that when i would say like the planet or like the world i would say arda okay i would say arda to be like existence and middle earth is the part of arda that isn't valinor 
Okay, so like Middle Earth is just like, like big Africa. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just think of it like a continent. Okay, and then like, I, I'm catching you off guard here with this question, but oh then boy. like, if I'm in Africa, aka Middle Earth, okay, what's the United States? Uh, there isn't one. Okay, it's just so it's more like Pangea. Yeah. Yes. All right. Precisely. Boom. Got it. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's just <laughs> the one continent. Gotcha. Basically. You did it. I feel so much better now. You did it. <laughs> I I'm understand. So, I'm so happy because, like, I know this, and uh, I don't want to be needlessly confusing when I could say it in a way that makes better sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, Arda, just to wrap up now that I understand, I can see it. It's Pangea. That's Middle Earth. Yes. Arda is, it encompasses Valinor and Middle Earth. Nailed it. Even when Valinor is lifted up. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so ugly on the monitor. It's <laughs> just a block of sound. That's what I'm here for, just to make loud noises and swear. <laughs> okay, uh, so just lingo kind of stuff. Is mm-hmm. Vala singular for Valar? And then I would say the same question about like Maya and Mayar. You're absolutely correct. Okay. I wouldn't call myself like an expert in Quenya, so I would never say like it's always singular when you take <laughs> the R off the end. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, in the case of Vala, which is one Vala or many Valar, one Maya or many Mayar, or that umbrella term, Ainur, mm-hmm. if there's just one, it's an Ainu. Oh. I was also wondering what, um, if any connection, Mandos? Did I say that right? Mandos? Yes, you did. Mandos has uh, to the army of the dead as seen in Return of the King. I thought this was a really interesting question. Um, but there's none, there isn't any connection that I know of because... Those are the 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 army of the dead in Return of the King are men, and Mandos doesn't have dominion over the souls of men because, as we talked about in a recent deep lore episode, the fate of men's souls after they die is a mystery even to the Valar. Only Eru knows what happens to men after they die. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's not it's Mandos stays in his lane. And, what and was not. his? What was Mandos's thing again? Like he, he is. He watches over the houses of the dead in Valinor. So he, like, rehabilitates the souls of dead elves. Oh, just elves. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, Arome? Yeah, you know Arome? Okay. Arome? Uh, Yes, that's absolutely right. The the names that have, like, an E umlaut on the end, Mm -hmm. the umlaut is just there to, to tell you to pronounce that letter. And it's not a silent E at the end of a syllable. So instead of Orome... If you were just making mm-hmm. the E silent, it's Orome. Put an A on there. A! <laughs> I'm the hunter! <laughs> so please, ask me about Orome. Yeah, can can um, Valar just like hang out in Middle Earth once the elves and men wake up? And I'm just thinking of this in like the deep lore where you're talking about how Orome likes to just kind of like hang out there as a mm-hmm. man, but, like, wouldn't... I mean, he's, like, a very powerful being, mm-hmm. so wouldn't he look, like, notably different from me if I saw him, and wouldn't that freak me out? <laughs> the Valar do occasionally go into Middle-earth after the children awaken, and the, the Maiar especially do. They can... Right, because Gandalf. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
the Valar can choose to pass invisibly, or they can take forms that are similar enough to those of elves and men. Like, they just chose to, like, this is what I look like when I'm real. Right. And it just <laughs> looks like a person. Yeah, okay. Uh, they would still, I think, be incredible to behold because uh, they're very majestic, powerful beings. Mm-hmm. And I like to think of them as just being, like, person but big. Okay, <laughs> sure. You just, like, scaled it up, like, in Photoshop yeah. in the corner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hold down shift, otherwise it's going to look really weird. And I think I think that seeing them would inspire awe rather than fear. It's, like, how I feel just when I look at Liv Tyler. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Just like, how, how is she real? Oh, how does she get skin <laughs> like that? She's too beautiful. Yeah. She's incredible. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting to me that you picked out Arome because he is the one who happens upon elves in Middle-earth first. Right. Uh, some of the elves are terrified of him. <laughs> um, however, Just at glance? Like, uh, sort of. <laughs> it's not due to his appearance. It's because of Melkor's spooky machinations. Melkor mm. already knew that elves were in the mix. And sometimes when like one elf or a small group of elves were traveling alone, he would just kidnap them. Uh, and then they're like, it's like, oh, there's things to be scared of in the world. And then Melkor like sends rumors out into the world that someone called the hunter is, should be feared. Oh my god. Melkor's like the boogeyman. He really just, is. He like, snatches people just to give like children a thing to be scared of. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, oh boy. Tolkien never 100% settled on this, but that's the origin of orcs as published in the Silmarillion, is that Melkor kidnapped, captured elves, and then through devices of like torture, of torture corrupted them so thoroughly. Things, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, uh, Just completely corrupted these very gentle elves mm-hmm. into a, a whole race that just exists to be tools for him. Yeah, they do mention that, I, th- I think, in the Two Towers. Do they? When um, Saruman is, like, raising his, like, orc Urukai mm-hmm. army, and he mentions something about how they used to be elves. That's so sad. Yeah. (laughs) It really bums me out. (laughs) We talked a little bit about, like, the journey westward, how the elves that go west, the farther west they get, the more powerful they are. Oh. And uh, the ones who never left are called the Avari or the Unwilling. And it's theorized by a lot of people that those like very gentle elves who were spooked by just the sight of Arome are the ones who are corrupted into orcs because they're never heard from again after the first age. No. I know. <laughs> I know. It's really heartbreaking. Okay, I think this is my last deep lore question. Ooh, so, ooh, this is a good one. <laughs> what makes a wizard different from a Maya? Were all wizards first Maiar? This is such a good question. Yes, all wizards were Maiar first. And you could still call them Maiar. <laughs> They're just a little bit shrunk down. They use the Photoshop scale tool and <laughs> put them back to the size of regular men. <laughs> they were created at the beginning of the universe with the rest of the Valar and Maiar. And about a thousand years into the Third Age, which mm-hmm. is, so that, that's about 2,000 years before Frodo times. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The Valar chose five Maiar to be their emissaries in Middle-earth and, like, carry out their will. will? Yes. Uh, To help the children of Iluvatar oppose Sauron. 
So the Valar stripped the the Maiar of some of their power so they couldn't seek dominance uh, like Sauron did. And that is what made them wizards. They're like a different class of Maiar now. They're called Istari, I-S-T-A-R-I. Okay, so they are wizards because they have a little bit less power than Maiar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. And their, their like race name, Istari, uh, mm-hmm. shares a root word in Quenya with my Twitter name. <laughs> oh. So Ista, I-S-T-A, means knowledge or lore. Mm-hmm. And we're all just huge nerds. Big fat nerds. Yep, me and uh, Gandalf besties. <laughs> so that means both Gandalf and Saruman are as old as the universe. You are absolutely correct. Damn, that's crazy. It is. It's like you don't get that, like, I don't know, you don't get that vibe in, like, the movies. Where totally. They, they're, they're just, like, dudes who have magic, whatever. They 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 have a staff so they can wield magic. Like <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And especially, like, how... D&D, which of course is so inspired by Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. wizard is just a class. Anyone can choose to be yeah. a wizard and do magic if you just study. And you like worship the right gods or whatever. Yeah, whereas yeah. in in the OG <laughs> Western mm-hmm. fantasy, uh, they they are magic because they are just inborn with it. Yeah. Do they, is there like one set amount that exist throughout all time or like one set amount know. of Istari? Yeah, Istari. Like it's just like from the beginning of the universe, there's this many Istari and that's all there is and ever will be. Nope. Uh they were all like regular Maiar. Okay. Uh, and they just happened to be the ones who were chosen by the Valar to go east into Middle Earth. So any of, any say that one more time. Are there are a lot of Maiar. Uh they're they're uncounted. Okay. So they're, they're might- not all accounted for. <laughs> <laughs> you nerd. <laughs> so there might be thousands or okay. there, there might be just the ones that we know of we just don't have as much detail about them as we do about the Valar interesting yeah I was just wondering like how big of a pool there is to throw wizards into the world basically <laughs> like, like ah evil's fucking shit up we need more wizards out there like, <laughs> yeah uh, if anybody wants more detail about the Maiar that we know about you can listen again to the deep lore Valaquenta episode I want to say about two thirds into that uh, I start actually talking about who the Maiar are that we know of. Maiar. Maiar are. <laughs> and there aren't a lot just because they don't really come into the stories of elves and men. Mm-hmm. The Maiar are more insular, I guess. Yeah. They don't, they don't just, they just don't have as much to do with uh, us proles. <laughs> Peons. <laughs> Relatively. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yes, um, the, the Valar chose those five Maiar. Uh, Saruman, Gandalf, Radagast the Brown, and then two blue ones. Mm-hmm. That, who knows where they are? <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's it. Cool. All right. Side note. There is speculation that the Amazon Prime uh, Lord of the Rings TV show is going to use a lot of the blue wizards. Dude, no this is literally about. the first I have heard of this. What? <laughs> Where have I been? I, I don't know. Yeah. The, uh, oh, gosh. I hope I don't. I don't know too much about it. All okay. I know is that Amazon is making a, a Lord of the Rings, quote unquote, show. It's not like another <sighs> adaptation of Lord of the Rings. It's more about the second age of Middle Earth. Um, Isildur times? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's, that's like that's like Isildur times and like the 3,000 years before Isildur times. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's um, cool. And they, 
you know, the Tolkien estate is like notoriously very tight fisted about giving up the rights to anything. And one of the things that Amazon had to agree to to get the rights is that they cannot contradict anything Tolkien wrote. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So people are speculating that the blue wizards are going to play a decent role because Tolkien never wrote anything about them. So they can do whatever they want. Is Ian McKellen going to be in it? Um, a complicated question. He's open to it. Okay. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> I know. I would really love to see him again. But uh, Gandalf isn't in Middle Earth yet at the time right. during Isildur times. Mm, they'll find a loophole. They'll find a way. They found a way to put Legolas in The Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody... Um, from, like, who was involved in the movies, involved in this? I don't believe so, but don't take my word on that. I might just edit that out if I was wrong. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) fair enough. Uh, No, I think it's a totally different production posse. When is that coming out? It's still so early in production that the only thing that I know is going to be portrayed is the downfall of ancient Numenor. Okay, interesting. Which is, like, immediately before Isildur times. Yeah, yeah. Because Isildur's dad was one of the righteous ones who Mm -hmm. left Numenor before it crashed beneath the waves. Yeah. So that's been... It sounds like we were just like totally plugging that, (laughs) but I legitimately did not know about it. And And I'm really excited and I (laughs) wanted to share it with my beautiful sister. (laughs) Shucks. That's going to be it for this episode of Speak, Friend, and Enter Deep Lore. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Those reviews really help people find the show. For all of the contests in Rally Monte Carlo 110, the answer you are looking for is Ramsbo. Some of you may have noticed that we didn't upload an episode last week. That's because Audrey and I have decided to scale back to bi-weekly uploads. Releasing the show weekly was exciting, but it had me writing and editing at a breakneck pace, and I didn't feel able to give my best to every episode. I'd always rather make something I'm proud of less often than crank out a lot of material that isn't up to my standards just for the sake of it. We really appreciate your patience while we find our footing. If you have a question or topic, you'd like us to discuss on the show, please email us at speakfriendpod at gmail.com. You can check out the show's Twitter at speakfriendpod for official pod stuff and visual aids, and my personal Twitter is at askistwin, that's I-S-T-W-E-N. You can find Audrey on Instagram at Audrey underscore underscore Lynn L-Y-N. We'll have a regular episode up next week, and after that we really will discuss the coming of the elves and the captivity of Melkor. Until next time, Muhu Torgizu Turugoskin. May your beard continue to grow.